0: What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, and thanks so much for joining us today. My name is Greg Freeman, and I have the privilege of serving as one of the pastors here at New Vision. Today we'll be reading Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 through 6, and I'm reading from the ESV translation. Chapter 13, let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body. Verse four, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Verse five, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. Now, as we enter the last chapter of the book of Hebrews, you get the sense the writer is concluding his letter with a lot of practical application. He's basically telling the readers, you and me, uh, how Christians are called to act to one another. Commentator Warren Wiersbe writes, "The emphasis in this last section of the book of Hebrews is on living by faith." The writer presented great examples of faith in Hebrews 11 and the encouragements to faith in Hebrews 12. In Hebrews 13, he presented the evidences of faith that should appear in our lives if we are really walking by faith and not by sight. I want to read that part again. He presented the evidences of faith that should appear in our lives if we are really walking by faith and not by sight. What what he's saying there is if, if we are living by faith the way we've been called to uh, in Hebrews 12, then we're going to see brotherly love and, and hospitality and remembering those who are in prison. So let's break these down, uh, each of these verses. So verse one, let brotherly love continue. Now this is clearly written to the church and brotherly love is what should be shown among believers. As Christians, we are part of a great and global family, but it's easy to focus on our own circles. As Wiersbe writes, the deepest kind of fellowship is not based on race or family relationship. It is based on the spiritual life we have in Christ a church fellowship based on anything other than love for Christ and for one another simply will not last. Now it's easy to talk about Christian love, but I often need to challenge myself as to whether I act on what I say or or believe. And certainly as, as Wiersbe said, uh, nothing will last if it doesn't have brotherly love based on a love for Christ. And we've seen that. So a couple of things about brotherly love that I think are worth mentioning. Now, if we're honest, Sometimes it's just hard to love people, just as it's sometimes hard to be lovable. Listen to what Paul writes about love in First Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, Endures all things. Love never ends. I think we can all agree it takes something incredible to be able to love in that way. What it takes is a relationship with Jesus. It takes seeing people as Jesus sees them. Now remember, Jesus loved people so much, including you and me, that he died for them. So brotherly love is sacrificial love, which means we don't need to get hung up on our needs, our perspectives, our preferences but we should always try to love as Jesus did. Next point, not only do we need to love like that, we need to be loved. And that means being connected to a loving body of believers. If you're listening to this, there's a good chance that New Vision is your church home, and that's great. But if you're not part of a local body of believers, if you're not part of a local church, I encourage you to find one. New Vision would be great. If you're not close to here, find one around you. Brotherly love means that you receive encouragement from other Christ followers, And brotherly love means that you encourage and care for others. When you encourage and care for others, you take your eyes off those things that are challenging you and you turn them to the Lord. And that helps you long-term. Both loving others and receiving love from others reflect the love and glory of God. And then finally, in general, Pure brotherly love is somewhat rare in our society today. I think we would all agree with that. And when others around you see that type of love, it speaks to something different that is going on in your heart and in your life. And that's the ability to love people that comes only when we understand how much we're loved by the Father. Verse 2, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Now, hospitality is clearly an offshoot of brotherly love. When you host someone well, you're valuing them. Think of a time when you felt very welcomed by someone. It's really comforting. Now, think of a time when you haven't felt invited or welcomed. Clearly, if we're called to show people the truth of Jesus, then we have to have that hospitality. It's a prerequisite, really, to earn the right to have a relationship with somebody to the extent where we can share what the Lord has done for them. Verse 3, Remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body. Now, it's worth noting that in the first century context, it wasn't unusual for Christians to find themselves imprisoned. So you can broaden that. And and I think what the writer of Hebrews is saying, care for people who are suffering. Certainly, those who are in prison today, we need to care for them. But care for those who are suffering. To love like Jesus means to care about the suffering of others, even if it doesn't affect us, it's caring about others. Commentator John Corson writes, love cares about suffering. Love not only flows among the saints and shows itself to strangers, but also cares about those in bonds and those hurting physically. So we show brotherly love when we care about those who are in bondage. Verse four, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Now, faithfulness in marriage, or lack of it, is really one of the most important factors in the stability of any home, let alone a Christian home. And as Christians, we should be the world leaders in publicly and privately honoring and respecting a godly marriage. It's not surprising that the writer of Hebrews addresses marital fidelity, as it is one of the greatest opportunities to reflect love. Sadly, I think we all know it's also an area that's challenging for many people, not just outside the church, but inside the church. So as believers, we're called to understand the spiritual implications when biblical marriage is not honored. Verse 5, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So if marriage is one of the top two issues, issues people wrestle with, the other is money. We like to think of it as private but really how we view money reflects how we view the Lord. Tony Evans writes that to be content with what you have is to trust in the Lord's promise that he will never leave you or abandon you. Let me just say that again. When you are content with what you have, then you are truly trusting in the Lord's promise that he will never leave you. Verse six, Evans continues, when you believe that you can declare boldly, excuse me, you can declare boldly, the Lord is my helper I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Verse six, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Evans concludes with this powerful sentence, a Christian who fears the Lord and not people is free and unstoppable. Free and unstoppable. How many people do you know, and you may be one of them, who consistently feel bound and stuck? I think many of us go through life that way, or at least seasons where we feel bound and stuck. But when your faith is in the Lord and when you're focused on Him, you are free and unstoppable, the writer of Hebrews says. Our contentment is not found in the security and comfort of what we've accomplished or what we've accumulated. It's found in God's own promise that He will never forsake us or leave us. And verse six is from Psalm 1186, a messianic Psalm. It's central to what we're called to do, and that is to trust. When you trust Jesus as Savior, you're free in a way that can only come through a relationship with him. So in so many ways, Hebrews is an encouraging and challenging book, and that the writer ends with some very practical ways to live out our Christian life is not surprising. Continue with brotherly love. Be hospitable to strangers. Have compassion for those in bondage and those who are suffering. Honor your spouse by honoring your marriage vows. Be content in what the Lord has done and promises to do for you so that you can live a life confident in the never-ending love and care of the Father. It all sounds good, but even those of us who have walked with the Lord for a long time know it's not always that easy. But if you're a believer, then you have the power of the Holy Spirit to equip you and to guide you through this journey. Don't lose heart. God has equipped you for this path. Now, if you don't think you've ever made a decision to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then I encourage you to reach out to someone and have that conversation. Otherwise, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be trying to change your behavior when what we all really need is gospel transformation, and that only comes from a relationship with Jesus. Talk to a Christian friend. Call the church. Call our Next Steps phone, 615-257-8377, and someone would love to talk to you about what brotherly love really looks like. So as we wrap up uh, these first couple of verses of Hebrews 13, just take a moment and reflect on a world where uh, the believers around you are practicing brotherly love, where there's hospitality among strangers, where uh, people in bondage and suffering are are have compassion. Uh, people are being compassionate for them. When marriages are honored, when we're content with what the Lord has done, it sounds like a pretty neat thing, does it? again, it only comes through the power of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening, and God bless you. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's Word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.